Chapter 1. Educated under Messiah or man? Educated under what learning system? John 7, 14-15. But when it was now the midst of the feast, Jesus went up into the temple and began to teach. The Jews then were astonished, saying, How has this man becoming learned, having never been educated? This is a very powerful and important question we must all ask. Jesus walked into the Jewish temple and began to teach, and from his teaching they were astonished, asking this powerful question. How has this man becoming learned, having never been educated? Jesus wasn't educated under the same system as the temple system, and the Jews recognized this. He never went to the school they all went to. He was a rabbi, and yet where did he get this knowledge from? It certainly wasn't the place the Jewish teachers got their knowledge from. The Jews were educated under man, while Jesus was educated under his father. Verse 16 sees Jesus telling us whose teaching it was and where he had received it from. John 7, 16-17. So Jesus answered them and said, My teaching is not mine, but his who sent me. If anyone is willing to do his will, he will know of the teaching, whether it is of God or whether I speak from myself. We see in the book of Acts the same thing happening between Jesus' disciples and the Jewish leaders in relation to their opinion of the disciples being uneducated and untrained. Acts 4.13 Now as they observed the confidence of Peter and John and understood that they were uneducated and untrained men, they were amazed and began to recognize them as having been with Jesus. What's fascinating is that just as they were astonished by the teaching of Christ, they also observed the confidence that Peter and John had from being with Christ. Jesus and his disciples learned and received their knowledge from being under the same source, the Spirit. Our starting point. For us to even be able to start looking at imitating Paul's life, we need to start this journey by looking at the primary learning position of Saul and Paul. We need to ask ourselves whether we are being educated under the learning systems of man or our Messiah, as this is true reality will determine whether we will come into the life we have been predestined to experience and know. Although our lives are predestined in Christ, the decisions we make today and in the future determine whether we will receive the fullness of this life. I wonder if we have seriously taken the time to look at the learning system of Saul and the learning system of Paul. This is the same man, and yet the extremes to which Saul and Paul live their lives are polar opposites. They are pictures of two completely different realities. How on earth does a man who thought he knew God and God's purposes, a man who was so anti the church and on a mission to destroy the church in God's name, go from being Saul to a completely different man, Paul? I'm talking about going from darkness to light, lost to found, not partial light or partially found, but fully found and in the light. The answer lies in what educational learning system they were under. We are going to look closely at both Saul's learning system and then Paul's, and along the way ask ourselves which one are we operating under. In the book of Acts, we see Paul giving his defense before the Jews about who he once was and how he used to live. This passage has massive insights into who Saul received his education from, who he learned under, and how he lived his life. Acts 22, 3-5 I am a Jew, born in Tarsus of Cilicia, but brought up in the city 
educated under Gamaliel, strictly according to the law of our fathers, being zealous for God, just as you are all today. I persecuted this way to the death, binding and putting both men and women in prisons. And also the high priest and all the council of the elders can testify. From them, I also received letters to the brethren and started off for Damascus in order to bring even those who were there to Jerusalem as prisoners to be punished. Paul clearly states in verse 3 what learning system he was educated under as Saul and who in fact was his teacher. Educated under Gamaliel, man, flesh and blood, strictly according to the law of his fathers, being zealous for God. Saul was brought up in Jerusalem under the system. The system in all its ways was all he knew or had been exposed to. So he lived completely opposite to the way he had been chosen and called for before the foundation of the world. We see Paul saying that as Saul, he was zealous for God, but the zeal was not in accordance with knowledge. This knowledge is a true knowledge of God. Romans 10 verse 2, For I testify about them, that they have zeal for God, but not in accordance with knowledge. Does any of this sound familiar for us today? Can we also relate to Saul and his life? Looking to receive our education from man, brought up in and around a building we mistakenly call the church, read the scriptures, have and hold to a form of godliness, but still not coming into the life we have been called and chosen to receive before the foundation of the world. How does someone like Saul be on all of this, being educated under the law and the prophets, which is the same law that Jesus fulfilled, and still live completely opposite to truth? How do we also, as the church, be brought up around all that we are and still find ourselves coming short of this incredible, abundant, eternal life in Christ? The answer lies in the educational learning system Saul and we place ourselves under. To place ourselves under, under is a powerful action. It's a form of submission to another and a decision of heart, mind and will to allow someone else to influence and affect your life powerfully. You are giving away authority and becoming vulnerable towards the person or the system you place yourself under. This is not something one should do lightly as this defines and shapes the lives we live. Let's look at the outcome of Saul's life from him placing himself under the educational learning system of man rather than his Messiah. Acts 22, 4-5 I persecuted this way to death, binding and putting both men and women into prisons, as also the high priests and all the council of the elders can testify. From them I also received letters to the brethren and started off for Damascus in order to bring even those who were there to Jerusalem as prisoners to be punished. Acts 22, 19-20 And I said, Lord, they themselves understand that in one synagogue after another I used to imprison and beat those who believed in you. And when the blood of your witness Stephen was being shed, I also was standing by approving and watching out for the coats of those who were slaying him. Acts 26, 9-11 So then I thought to myself that I had to do many things hostile to the name of Jesus of Nazareth. And this is just what I did in Jerusalem. Not only did I lock up many of the saints in prisons, having received authority from the chief priests, but also when they were being put to death, I cast my vote against them. And as I punished them often in all the synagogues, I tried to force them to blaspheme. And being furiously enraged at them, I kept pursuing them even to the foreign cities. 
it's very clear to see that Saul's life was completely opposite to the life he'd been predestined to know. We may say to ourselves, well, that was Saul, and we as the church are different. If this is our response, then I would invite us to rethink. We may not physically kill people and throw them in prison, but how much self-righteous judgment goes on in his body? How much of self still lives and chooses itself over God's will? How much division is there in God's body due to wanting to be right and prove others wrong? How much gossip, backstabbing, hypocrisy is there going on in his body today? It's way too easy to deflect or justify this reality away rather than taking a good hard look in the mirror and letting the evidence determine the truth. This is not to be the case for God's people, the church, but if we too are placing ourselves under the educational learning system of man, we will be no different to Saul. Paul's educational learning system. Now let's have a look at the educational learning system of Paul, as this is to be our learning system as well. This is the educational system we are to place ourselves under. Galatians 1, 11 to 12. For I would have you know, brethren, that the gospel which was preached by me is not according to man. For I neither received it from man, nor was I taught it, but I received it through a revelation of Jesus Christ. We see in these two verses Paul's brand new educational learning system. In the following two verses, Paul gives personal testimony to his old educational learning system again to reiterate the crucial point. Galatians 1, 13-14 For you have heard of my former manner of life in Judaism, how I used to persecute the church of God beyond measure and tried to destroy it. And I was advancing in Judaism beyond many of my contemporaries among my countrymen, but more extremely zealous for my ancestral traditions. He uses the words former manner of life in Judaism. We see Paul use these same words former manner of life in Ephesians 4.20-22 in relation to the church no longer living by her former fleshly manner of life in her learning. Paul had a reference for this former manner of life. He had a reference for this old way of learning and a reference for the new. So he declared it from the rooftops for all who have spiritual ears to hear it. Ephesians 4, 20-22 But you did not learn Christ in this way, if indeed you have heard him and have been taught in him, just as truth is in Jesus, that in reference to your former manner of life, you lay aside the old self, which is being corrupted in accordance with the lusts of deceit. If we are going to truly imitate both God and Paul, we must learn from Christ the way Christ intends. It is essential we are all set free from the educational learning system of our former life and all come under the new educational learning system of our Messiah. Paul says he learnt the law under man and that he was advancing under the system of man. And yet now he has just received the gospel, the good news, the word of God through a revelation of Jesus Christ. He is no longer under Gamaliel, man, but he has been powerfully catapulted under the new learning system of Christ his Messiah. Paul makes this very point very clear with these words. For I would have you know, brethren, that the gospel which was preached by me is not according to man. Paul is saying he didn't receive this new reality, the word of God like he received the law. He wants all of his Israelite brothers to know the errors of their ways as they were his errors. This newfound knowledge that Paul preached didn't come from man, but God alone. Has the gospel we also preach come to us from a revelation of God himself 
or from listening to a man or woman who speaks words about God like Gamaliel did? Does everything we preach come from receiving revelation or from human learning? One is of God and the other is of man. These educational learning systems are miles apart. One produces the life the scriptures declare and the other produces a counterfeit version. The evidence of what learning system we are actually under is found in the demonstration of our lives. Truth is self-evident. We may think we are under the learning system of Christ, but do we have the corresponding evidence of this in our lives? If not, then can I suggest we may want to reevaluate our position? He goes on to make his point crystal clear by saying, For I neither received it from man, nor was I taught it, but I received it through a revelation of Jesus Christ. Once again, he is saying, I didn't receive the knowledge I now have from Gamaliel or any other man. I didn't receive or learn under the system of man or the flesh. I received this brand new knowledge that is empowering me to now live in righteous alignment to God through a revelation, an unveiling of Jesus Christ himself. It's what Jesus accomplished at Calvary or the work of the cross that gives life to the words of the cross. This is where his new life as Paul began, and it is where it continued until he died. It is this new educational learning system that enabled and empowered Paul to be a true imitator of the truth. Jesus Christ and his learning system is what enables and empowers us to be and do the same. The truth that Paul declares is the exact truth Jesus declared. Let's take a look at what Jesus taught in Matthew and John. Matthew 16, 17. And Jesus said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, because flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. Flesh and blood did not reveal this to you. Flesh and blood being man. Although man can speak revelation, man cannot reveal anything of God to another man. This is the role of the Holy Spirit. The only knowledge we have is the knowledge that the Holy Spirit has revealed in us. Apart from that, all we have is information. This is why it was when Paul received the revelation of Jesus that the word of God or the gospel came alive in him. As much as man may like to hope and think that man can bring light to the word of God in another person or people, man can only plant seeds, but God causes the growth. John 3, 27, Jesus answered and said, A man can receive nothing unless it has been given him from heaven. 1 Corinthians 2, 10, For to us God revealed them through the Spirit, for the Spirit searches all things, even the depths of God. These three passages make God's learning system crystal clear, and yet my experience tells me that many in the body of Christ still try to understand the Word of God through the educational system of man. If we are learning from Christ, then we will all have the life of Christ. Having the life of Christ in us is the evidence of us learning from Him. Jesus taught us that we must come to Him and then learn from Him. Matthew eleven twenty eight to 30 Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. We know that to grow and mature, we must grow in our knowledge and understanding of that which we are learning about. In the same way, if we are to grow and mature in the life we have been predestined to come into, then we must grow in our knowledge and understanding of his life and who he is. 
We must be a people who yoke ourselves to Christ and not to everything else we can yoke ourselves to. There are so many things we can be yoked to, and yet we are taught by Jesus to be yoked to him, to be one with him in all things. Jesus says his yoke is easy and that his burden is light. It is only easy and light when we are learning from him. This position of being weary and heavy laden is not unique to non-followers who have not yet had the opportunity to lay their burdens at his feet through their relationship with him. If, as his followers, we are functionally driven and led and trying to find rest in our own works, our own ways, then we too will know this weary and heavy laden position. It's a follower who has exhausted themselves trying to come into life through all their own works, strength and efforts, thinking they are his works. This is why Hebrews 4.10 is very clear on how one enters his rest, the reality of Jesus' yoke being easy and his burden light. One discovers and enters into the rest that is found in the Messiah and one ceases from their works. It's the perfect promise. It is fully possible to live our lives every day from the rest that is in Christ Jesus. To come short of it would be to miss out on one of the greatest promises for the church, and we are taught to seek it diligently. The heart is the place of understanding. It may surprise us to hear that the mind is not the first place of understanding when it comes to the things of the Spirit. If we attempt to understand God and His words through our minds first, we will only be led into a false knowledge that produces a false life. This is the pharisaical position that can appear to be right and in alignment to God, but in essence fails to be able to be lived and walked in the manner in which Jesus walked. When hearing to understand is our first place mode of receiving from the Spirit, we will never come into the life we have been predestined to receive. We must be a people who hear to receive. It's the role of the Holy Spirit to reveal in our heart the Word of God, not our ability to learn through our intellect. Yes, God has given us a mind to love Him with, but this is a renewed mind by the Spirit, not our natural mind. 1 Corinthians 2, 12-14 Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, so that we may know the things freely given to us by God, which things we also speak, not on words taught by human wisdom, but in those taught by the Spirit, combining spiritual thoughts with spiritual words. But a natural man does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, and he cannot understand them because they are spiritually appraised. This one passage clearly outlines all we need to know about how God's educational learning system works. We have been given the Spirit to understand the things freely given to us by the Spirit, which things we also speak in spiritual words and thoughts. The man who attempts to understand these things from the mind first and not the heart has placed himself under the learning system of man, causing himself to not understand what is shared because they are spiritually appraised. Jesus said to the Pharisees, Why do you reason in your heart? Luke 5.22 But Jesus, aware of their reasoning, answered and said to them, Why are you reasoning in your hearts? Jesus knows the place of where all our belief, unbelief, mindsets, thoughts and attitudes come from. He knows it's not the mind but the heart of man. Hence Hebrews teaches us that the word of God judges the thoughts and attitudes, intentions of the heart. When the truth is spoken, the mind gets activated and the heart is exposed for what truly lives in it. As Jesus taught, out of the heart the mouth speaks. 
This is why the heart is the epicenter of understanding and life and why Proverbs teaches us to watch over our hearts with all diligence because from it flow the springs of life. To be operating from the mind first is to be eating from the knowledge of the tree of good and evil. It is still knowledge and it can be good, but it's not a knowledge that enables you to walk in the power of Christ because the root system of this tree is dead. The scriptures teach us we are to be rooted in love and that Christ is our root system. He is the tree of life. So if our root system is in Christ, then we will have the power of Christ living in us to walk in the exact manner in which he walked. We will have a knowledge and understanding which is transformative in nature and empowers us to live out what the truth calls us to. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil is based on logic, rationale, and reason. The tree of life is based on revelation. To continue to try and understand in the mind first is to continue to base your relationship with Christ on reason, rationale, and logic. One who lives like this will never enter into the life one has been predestined for, and this would be an absolute shame and one that grieves the Father's heart. Today is the day to turn from this man-centered learning system and repent. Turn to Christ and confess your sin and ask him to reveal his educational learning system, which you have been chosen to learn from. He is faithful and trustworthy to reveal this in you, so you too can get on board with truly imitating God and Paul.